Friendshiping is proud to be part of the Chicago Podcast Cooperative. This episode is sponsored by Cards Against Humanity. They asked us not to read an ad. Enjoy the show. Thanks for the ad money, Jen. You're welcome. I'm Jen. And I'm Trin. This, this is Friendshiping! And the theme this week is... AMA. Ask us anything. Ask must anything. Friendship between humans has many benefits, but sometimes there is drama and you want to call it quits. Don't write nasty subtweets or punch them in the tits. View friendship at the problem. Jen. Hello. Listen. I have the sniffles and you're going to be able to hear it in this episode. I'm sorry. It's just going to be part of it. You're mukey. You got mucus. <laughs> Ask mucus anything. Ew, that's no good. Okay, so today, Jen and I have very busy schedules. Jen's schedule is ramping up because uh, Cards Against Humanity is a product that is sold to people as a gift. <laughs> <laughs> and so it is November, and you know what that means. Maybe something is happening or not. But no matter what, people are buying the game more often. And so you guys are all swamped. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> I don't, we don't really look at sales numbers. I presume we're getting more emails, so I presume people are buying it. That, that's Which is, thank you all. I could use some help. I'm glad I have good health insurance because of that. Well, I mean, people are sending you emails, so either something terrible has happened. Yeah. Or people are buying the game. Yeah. And my schedule is ramping up because, I mean, that's what you're a freelancer. Your life is just bad. It's you just, just never stop working. Yeah. It's like you have a book report due every day of your life. Yeah. Work or die. Yeah. Yeah. Weekends? What is that? Mm. Silly. Actually, I do force myself to do weekends off. Good. I'm glad to hear that. Thank you, Jen. Jen. What are we doing today? Well. Wait, you had a thing to tell me. What? Did I have a thing to you tell said, you? You oh, said, oh, I'll save it for the show. Oh, no. Well, so kind of. Like, it was, okay. So, I wanted to give our listeners a hot tip about staying relaxed through these trying times. Oh, oh, I'd love to hear it. And the tip is smoke weed every day. <laughs> Seriously? No, that's it's your not. tip? It's not. <laughs> I was going to say. It was a joke. It was a little joke. <laughs> uh, I'm not saying that would hurt. Yeah. You could certainly. Okay. So, you know, we talked about this on the podcast before, like white noise. Pink noise is a thing. It's a different kind of noise. Oh. Yeah. I actually, I have a preference for pink noise. Is that just like when Marketed the, sing for women? the singer, <laughs> the singer pink is just singing pink noise? No, it's, um, it's white noise, except it costs 30% more. <laughs> Shut up. No, I'm kidding. That's amazing. Uh, no, no, no. It's, it's like noise a, for her. It's smaller. <laughs> Well, it, you can you can listen to it with your most delicate little lady ears. Uh, pink noise is like the same thing as white noise, except like the decibels on on some end of the noise is turned up. Mm. So some people respond better to it. Anyway, so uh, noise. Noise is good. I like noise. I have found that my most favorite noise is rain. Rain noise, thunder noise. And so now I've got these new headphones because, you know, I do a lot of audio and I broke my headphones. So both of those are reasons why I bought headphones. And I like them. So I wear them all the time. And it's also cold out in the act. Ear earmuffs. And so people are like seeing me walking around town like, oh, that cool girl. Listen to some cool music. No, I'm listening to the rain. I love that. I'm that is cool. to fake rain 24 hours a day. That's amazing. To keep myself from having a panic attack at any given moment. I listen to rain to fall asleep when, I'm take when I want to take a little nappy nap. It's great. It it's is. Lovely. It's really good. And if you have like a Bluetooth like speaker or whatever. Oh, man. Oh, it's amazing. That thunder can rumble you. It'll rumble you into your soul. I like that uh, we live We live in, the, in Chicago and it rains here a lot anyway. It does. <laughs> but like more. I want more. more. Of it. I want more. And I want it closer to me in my ears. Exactly. 
Well, oh. so, Jen, I would like you to tell me about yourself. No, thank you. <laughs> so today, so as we were saying, we've got very busy schedules. We're a little bit frantic. And every now and again, what we like to do is do a rapid fire AMA. So we talk a lot about you guys on this podcast. And today we're only going to talk about ourselves. It's Jen's turn. It's Jen's turn. And nobody else's, nobody else gets a turn on the ride. <laughs> this is why people don't like millennials. Well, this is why I like us. Yeah. So first AMA question, do you want to just go down? Yeah, let's just do it. We got this one a while ago and never answered it. I, I think it's a good question. Jen, what happens after you answer someone's question? Do you ever hear back? So this person is asking, after we answer someone's question on the show, what happens? Like, do we do we get positive feedback one way or the other? And I would say maybe we hear back from like a third of people. Does that seem generous? That's a little generous. It's close to that, though. Yeah, I yeah, agree. Yeah. I agree. And we've never gotten a response where people are like, you're totally off base. Blah, blah, blah. Like, we've never gotten anyone angry. We've definitely gotten people that have like wanted to clarify their yeah. side of things, yeah. which I understand. People are like, thank you for your advice. It was more like this or but I'll take your words into consideration. Like people are very, very nice and always thankful. My favorite one was when we had a question at a convention from a young woman who was like, my boyfriend doesn't care about our wedding or something like that. And we were like affronted by this question. We were angry about the question. But the panel ended like right then. So we didn't get any backup info from her. We ended up answering the question on the podcast like a week later. And she listened to the podcast and she was like, oh, wait, wait, just so you know. No, he's actually like really, really great. It's just some things he doesn't like. And your answer made me appreciate him even more because you interpreted him as an asshole and he's not one. And we're so happy and in love. And I was like, that's actually the best it could have gone. I know. It was awesome. Because sometimes like people don't know which details we need. In yes. that case, we definitely needed to know that your man was not an asshole because we just assumed. <laughs> well, because, you know, if somebody tells me, like, my boyfriend doesn't give a shit about Plank, I'm like, leave, leave him. Yeah, I turned just through her pen. <laughs> <laughs> leave his dumbass. And we don't usually write back to askers either. Like, sometimes we'll cut the question in such a way that we—because we remove personal info from questions all the time. Just because sometimes you guys give us, like, such detail that we're like, if anybody you know hears this, they're going to know it's yeah. you. Yeah, yep, yep. Yeah, so, so that's that's about it. I'll ask this question next. But this, this one is for me. Oh, okay. And you point. just asked me one. Okay, I don't know what any of these words mean, but here's the question. I'll do my best. Who is it more inspiring, Odo or Nog? So this question comes from a friendshipping mega fan. Our Stevens? Richard Stevens. Our, my butt. On the Twitter. Thank you, Richard. Who's more inspiring, Odo or Nog? Odo and Nog are characters on the uh, hit 90s TV show Star Trek Deep Space Nine. And if you know me at all, you know that I freaking love Deep Space Nine. Also, if you are a true fan of me personally, I am. You, you would know that my fave out of the two is Nog because Odo is a, a branch of law enforcement. We all know how I feel about law enforcement. Laws, who cares? I knew it. I knew it. I knew it. That's why I said you're not that lawful good. I'm not that lawful good anymore. I used to be very lawful Yeah, good. yeah, yeah. Oh, my God. Okay. Yeah. Gosh, this is so timely because Alex and I were just talking about that. And Alex goes, I don't know. Trin doesn't like a lot of laws. And I was like, you're right. She isn't. She's unlawful good. Like, okay, so here's the thing about law enforcement. I am all for rules. I think you should stop at red lights. I think that you should wait for the walk sign. However, even small crimes like jaywalking are, in practice, they are punished at an unfair rate to marginalized people. And it's really just a way to keep the people in line, whereas I feel like the people should stay out of line. Agreed. Color um, outside the lines. I, uh, I totally agree. Most laws are put in place to protect the people that are richer and whiter. Yeah. Anarchy. Next question. 
Jen, what's it like working at Cards Against Humanity without Trin? How do you keep in touch? Aww, <laughs> yeah, so cute. What a nosy question. Um, <laughs> so obviously there's a huge hole in my heart that Trin is not in the office with me every single day. But uh, we talk every day anyway. Yeah, we do. Honestly. Yeah. And it's definitely less stressful uh, because working with one of your best friends adds another layer of complication. It does. Uh, that said, if you are going to work with any of your best friends, definitely find someone like Trin. Because it, it, it went as good as it possibly could have gone. Yeah, yeah. In my opinion. I agree. Yeah. It's as though we have one fewer topic of conversation. And that's about it. And that's okay because sometimes you don't want to talk about work. Yeah. But here's what was always so special about working with Trin. It's not that I could tell her how weird it was to be a woman in games or Cards Against Humanity or have our odd job. It was that I didn't need to. She yeah. just knew. And Aww. that doesn't go away. Like, you still work in games. Yeah. You still know how weird our industry is. You're still of the internet. Like, all the stuff that that still bonds us. I 100% agree. And also, like, as exactly like Jen said, we talk every day. Let me see. When's, what's the last stupid text message I sent you? Oh, my God. I love that. That's oh, a good idea. Oh, my God. Last night, I think it was last night, I sent you um, this uh, link to the AV Club. Alex Trebek <laughs> reveals the type of Jeopardy contestant that bothers him the most. Because Jen loves Jeopardy. And if I see any Alex Trebek or Jeopardy news, I know the place to go. Yep. It's like well, it's like I have a little Google alert. <laughs> a little Google alert. <laughs> I miss I miss Jen. I I would work. Well, I mean, we, I was gonna say I would work with Jen again, but we literally work with we each are. other at least three times a week. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so we are coworkers still. It's it's fine, guys. What's, oh, let's do this next? one for both of us. Oh, this is such a good one. Are there any pieces of advice you've given that you look back at like, uh, nah, that was actually really bad advice? You know, no. <laughs> <laughs> it depends if you mean the show. Or IRL. Yeah. Because I'm sure there are so, there could be a supercut of all the times I've given someone misdirections or bad advice. And totally. like, oh, like I'm sure if like when I die and go to hell, because let's face it, that's where I'm going. <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Were, that's probably what they show me before I die. <laughs> it's like, oh, here's a YouTube video that's 48 hours long of all the times you've said, <laughs> said the wrong thing to your friends. Like, I'm sure I have. On the show... Never. No, no, never even one never time. made a mistake. No. It's not it, possible. Well, so here's here's the thing though. When we answer questions on the show, we're never like you have to do this right now or you are being bad. You know, it's always like we try really hard to say, okay, if this then that, if this then this. So I I don't think we've ever given a like a directive to anybody. It was it's always more like we try and expand it and try to start a conversation because we hope that at the root of it, you actually do know what the right thing is to do. It's just you need to be asking the right questions to figure that out. Right, exactly. And we don't give advice to be correct because there's no possible way that we could nail that down. It's more yeah. like we try to give advice to be helpful. Right, right. And because we like doing it. <laughs> and it just it just makes me feel nice. It is nice. Um, I can think of one really bad piece of advice that I gave once. Ooh, what? So, Jen, you know how, like, I'm, like, a little too good at hooking people up. Oh, my God. You're uh, a little matchmaker. I am. Unfortunately, <laughs> my problem is that I know I know people's types, and I can figure that out. And in two situations, I hooked up people who were like Ron and Tammy, too. <laughs> yes! If you haven't seen the show Parks and Recreation. That's amazing. There's a character named Ron, and he keeps on marrying women named Tammy who are terrible for him, but in very sexy ways. Like, they're very, like, uh, like blow up and have sex and then, in like, public. be angry. Yeah, yes. yeah. I did that twice. I'll take this answer off the air. Who? 
Oh, I, I can say it on air because you don't know any of them. Oh, okay. So, for example, so the first one, in high school, my friend Sarah said to me, like, oh, I want to ask this guy out. I want to ask this guy out. And I was like, hey, I'm going to go over to the other side of the lockers and I'm going to tell my crush that I have a crush on him who I've never met before in my life, who ended up being a good friend of mine later in life. Nice. If you ask out the guy you want to ask out. And she's like, done, do it. So I walked right over. And I went up to this guy I had a huge fucking crush on. And I was like, hey, we've never met before. I'm like 15. <laughs> we've never met before. I am here to tell you that I think you're really cute. I see you walk around. I've got a crush on you. I'm telling you this because and I told him I was like, my friend, Sarah, I want her to awesome. ask out this guy. I said something like, don't have to do anything with this information. I swear is much less smooth than it sounds now. And he was just like, okay. And I was like, goodbye. And then end of transaction. This is Amazing. I can't believe I've never heard this before. I'm loving this. But she ended up asking out the, the guy. They d- dated. They dated a long time. They actually got married and had like three kids. And they were a little Ron and Tammy. But they seem to be okay now. So. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Look what you done did. I know. And then I had a, the other situation is not as fun. It's just like I told my friend Brett, I was like, hey, this girl, play her some John Mayer on that guitar. <laughs> Putty in your hands. <laughs> And he was like, I'm on it. And that's he did. amazing. They were Ron and Tammy. Oh, boy. Like three years. So that that's my worst advice was I, I've hooked up people who I did great, but, but also terribly. Well, you know, you got to crack some eggs to, to get the. Yes. Y- you know, you know uh-huh. what I mean. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you got to get the eggs. What you have to do is you got to. <laughs> the birds and the weasels. Okay. Anyway. Jen. <laughs> Has your dog ever met Trin's cats? Follow-up question, how much of a disaster is or would it be? Absolutely not. That is a, that's, that's a terrible that's idea. That's asking for, for lots of danger. Nothing makes Mavi lose her mind like seeing a cat. Really? Yeah, she she's just... She's got a prey drive. Yeah, totally. She's definitely... Like, she... Uh, squirrels and cats, because she rarely sees them, just make her, like, go into full dog mode. Full dog wolf, ears <laughs> up. I can, like, you can see the shock and awe on her face. Like, oh, oh my. I can oh, eat that. That's, I want to eat. I'm going to put that. Dinner. I'm going to get that. I'm going to, should I go get us dinner? I'm, I'm going to get us dinner. I'm, I'm, I can just see in her eyes her being like, okay, preheat the oven to 350. <laughs> oh, I got coffee in my nose. <laughs> oh, um, man. So, no, they've never met and never no. will they meet. That would be terrible. Um, I think that if you brought Mavi into my home, the cats would just hide or. But Mavi would find them. Let's I'll make sure let's she's on shut a the, leash. We could shut the door, yeah. Make sure she's on a leash. Yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, they would just hide. Because yeah. they, they hide for, like, a half hour even when people come over. And then they're like, okay, because they give—I think what it is is they give people, like, a half hour to decide, okay, are they chill? Okay, if they're chill, I'm coming out. And then, like, that's what they do. But. That's very sweet to me. That is so amusing to me that cats run and hide when people come over. Ma- Whatever—like, Mavi does the exact opposite of that. So she runs up and yeah, you, runs up and makes herself extremely known. Aw, see, they both come to the door whenever I come home. Yeah, or Connell well, comes you're, home. They're you, they love you, but it's weird because it's like, how do you even know it's me? I know, right? It's, cats just know. So do dogs. They can sense it. They can smell it. They I mean, sniff, sniff. my uh, my old neighbors that lived upstairs, Mavi got familiar with their, the sound of them walking up the stairs. So she knew the difference between someone coming to our door and when the neighbor's coming home. Like she would bark if someone new came, but not bark if it was the neighbors. And That's I don't cool. know how. It's got to be a sniffing and a everybody does walk different. Yeah. And like I can tell like... Like, I know how somewhat, like, I know the sounds of my partner getting home, so I guess it's not that unbelievable. There we go. All right. Well, next question. Next question. 
How do you take all that good friendship experience, advice, and info and not just either totally seize up or word vomit when placed in an actual uncomfortable situation? What a good question. Great question. No answer to this one. I actually think freezing up, seizing up, word vomiting is kind of part of the process. Yeah, I agree. I mean, like, I don't think that there's no answer to this. I mean, I think it's, first of all, it's practice. It does get easier. Yeah. And like, I mean, nobody wants to hear like, do it more often. <laughs> you know that thing you hate that makes you feel weird? Do it 10 times more. Yeah. And, and enjoy. Um, but it's also like thinking before we speak, taking a deep breath before going into a difficult situation, remembering you can always leave. Because I think that word vomit and seizing up, all those things are part of feeling stressed, anxious, or being in a new situation. And if you can remember to practice mindfulness, I am thinking about what is happening here. It's it's a little easier. Yeah, yeah. I think speak more slowly, even more slowly than you think. And if you need to check out of a situation, you can always say, I need time to think about that. Like, if you don't find that you like the answers you give when you're quick on your feet, then don't give an answer. Yeah. I had to teach myself that because just because you have an immediate answer, it might not be the answer you want to give right then. And then the other side of this is, of course, if this is like a severe problem for you, if you find it to be pretty extreme, you should talk to a professional about it. Yeah. Like one of the things that I found when I was first dealing with my generalized anxiety is that just having my pills in my bag and not even using them would always make me feel better. Yeah. Mm -hmm. like, like I always had a flashlight in case things got too dark. And I think that that's that that can be a lot of things. It can be your pills or it could be your little notes that you're going to steal away to the bathroom and be like, I don't remember how to small talk. For real, you can do that. Yeah. All right. You want to read the next one? I sure do. If you could go back in time, what piece of friendship advice would you like to give your past self? Oh, I, I know mine. Do you know yours? I think so. Okay. Go for it. You go first. So mine would be that you can stop being friends with people. I think that we have this mentality of friendship is forever. And, uh, you know, friends before, I want to say bros before hoes, but in a way that isn't sexist, but right. I can't. Yeah. Um, but friends before smooch friends, <laughs> I don't know. There were so many times where I've actually, you know, I, and I think I've talked about this on the podcast before, I have ended friendships. But man, I should have done so many of those so much earlier. And there's so much guilt and shame around breaking up with a friend that I think that there's less involved when you're, which is not to say that breaking up in a romantic relationship isn't extremely difficult. I think that there's more self-blame when a friendship is not working out, though. I totally agree. That's actually the same as mine. Oh, really? Yeah. So uh, totally would end friendships or just not begin them if the signs are, you know, the, there are red flags. My other piece of advice I would give my past self is you should try. You should try more. Like, hey, freshman year, Jen, you should, if you're not happy with your current group of friends, you should go make some more. You should go to that dumb improv thing. You should go to the student group activity. Once I started doing that, doors started opening for me. That's how I met my roommates that I, you know, ended up living with for two and a half years that were like the best times in college. So yeah, I would tell myself, one, don't be afraid to drop people or know that you will be afraid to drop people, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't do it. And number two, try. I really like that, Jen. That's super good. All right. What? <laughs> this is a great one. This one's really for Jen. What's the coolest gymnastic move you can do? <laughs> well, Sometimes I lay at the corner. This isn't sexy. Oh, I, I was like, it's not. I lay at the corner of my bed uh -huh. and I grab the on top of it, on top of the covers. OK. And I grab the edge of my comforter and, and I comforter. roll and roll and roll <laughs> until I'm a burrito <laughs> and then I don't move. And I think that's the coolest move. That's pretty cool. And I could do it in a gymnastic setting. 
I could do it in a, in a gymnasium, <laughs> but I don't. I don't have a gymnasium, so I do it in my bed, and then I lay there and don't move. Well, I mean, can you do can you do a cartwheel? I can't do a cartwheel. I think so, but I've never seen myself do it. So in my yeah. head, it's perfect, but I've never. <laughs> I don't know. Connell did a handstand in. Oh, I saw that picture. And he's too big, so he almost kicked the ceiling. <laughs> So it's funny because I I was in gymnast I was in gymnastics for several years as a child and learned Love nothing. It. Le- learned zero things. I can't even really comfortably do a somersault. However, I can do some water acrobatics. Oh, lovely! You know, um, like I I can tread water for a really long time, and that can lend itself to you know like water handstands and somersaults and things like that. You're a swimmer. I am a swimmer. I'm I'm more of a of a fish than a human, truth be told. <laughs> I'm like a dolphin. Uh, more of a dolphin. <laughs> what are, what are dolphins called? But but dolphin? Por- porpoises? No, no, they're like a kind of mammal. Uh, a water cetacean. A- I'm a cetacean, really, because uh, I have really long, flippery feet, and I swim faster than I run. And you got flippers. It's not good. It's not great. When you were little, what did you want to do when you grew up? I wanted to work at Cards Against Humanity. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I wanted to be a writer. I would like type on a typewriter all day, just nonsense, and I still do, and I kind of am one. So that's nice. What about you? Same and same. That's yeah. fantastic. Like, I wanted to be a writer as a kid. I remember um, when I was a kid, I used to pretend that I was uh, a cooking journalist. And so I would watch The Frugal Gourmet on uh, PBS, uh, and I would take notes. However, I did not yet know how to write. So I just had, like, all these scribbles and lines that were me, like, just jotting these things down while yep. this cooking show would happen. And my parents were like, what? What is wrong? Yep. What I is, did the same thing. What is I wanted to be Hermione. Um, if I wasn't Harry, I was Hermione. And to pretend to be Hermione, you had to be obsessed with books and homework. So I would just get a notehook and just scribble and scribble and scribble and scribble. I pretend to tend to do homework. To be fair, I could write by then because I was like eight. <laughs> but like I didn't want to do homework. I wanted to be Hermione doing magic homework. That's so good. <laughs> I also wanted to be an astronomer. I wanted, I wanted to do space. Yeah. This is a very personal story that oh, I'm going to tell. Oh. But I when I when I had my first period, my gift the gift from my mother, she gave me a dozen red roses and a book about space that I still have. <laughs> Isn't that cute? That's amazing that you got a gift. I got a gift from my first period. And That's, it was roses you, and a space book. Wow. Everybody should get a first uh, a gift for their first period. I did not. And I would have really I got a pair of dirty underwear. That was my gift. <laughs> Jen, let's redo it. Let's have like your um your your puberty day. I Jen's would love puberty that. day. <laughs> no, like honestly, I really think that we should celebrate stuff like that because having your period is terrible and scary. It's also normal and normal. Yeah, yeah. it sucks and it's normal. And it's also like it really is an event in one's life. It is. It is. <sighs> you should get uh, a bouquet of roses for when you have your first period. You should get a bouquet of roses for when you throw up from alcohol from the first time. You should get a wh- what other bodily excretion should you get um, when you have I don't know I'm letting you when do, you uh, cry uh, blood for the yeah, first time yep, yep. you should also get roses when anyway. you sneeze for the first time That's, the first time you get water in your ear <laughs> <laughs> oh God Jen what what are your favorite things about living in Chicago Oh I love Chicago it's cold as shit today and will be for a long time but whatever. I love that Chicago is kind of a whatever-you-want city. It's a food city and a sports city, if you're into that, and a music city and a drinking city and board games and nerd culture and design and tech and whatever you want. 
What else do I like about it? The thing I like the most is all the dogs. It's very dog friendly, especially where I live. I say my favorite thing about Chicago is something that our uh, audio daddy, Alex Cox, said to me um, a couple weeks ago, which is Chicago is the cheapest place that you can be safely queer. Oh, wow. It's true. That's beautiful and sad. (laughs) Yes, it is sad. But it is also um, like, I mean, I don't think that uh, that applies to everybody all of the time. I think. Yeah, of course not. We're not under any delusions here. Right. Uh, But I think that being I, I do think it's the cheapest place to be relatively safely queer. Yeah. Trin, which plant is your favorite? Trin, which plant is your favorite? Um, I have two favorites. I have a Palea involucrata, which I don't know if I'm saying any of these words correctly. It was actually my first fancy plant that I ever got, and I have split it and cloned it, I want to say, five times now. I think I have. Do I have? I think you might. I think it's the pepperoni guy, right? No, that's my Palea peppermiotes or whatever the shit. Got it. Yes. But I do love that. So you have the one pup from that plant, and then I have the mom, which is very cute. Oh. But the involucrata, Tom has part of it. My brother has you part of it. You spread your seeds around. I really do love that. I th- honestly, like, I think my favorite plants are always the ones that I can share the most because those are a lot of fun. Um, and then I have a calathea. I'm not sure what what the real name is it, but it's like a quote unquote rattlesnake calathea. And it's only my favorite because I learned a year in retrospect that calatheas are actually very difficult to take care of and mine looks incredible. Oh, good job. Thank you. Otherwise, it's a pretty unremarkable plant, <laughs> but I, I feel very cool about it. Uh, Jen, what's your favorite? Because you, ha- you have many plants. Do you prefer plants that you can eat one day or plants that live inside of your home? I prefer plants I can eat, but that's not to say I don't love the plants inside my house that I cannot eat. I love them too. You could eat. I could. True. My favorite kind of plant is actually a plant I don't have currently, but I love jade plants. They're so fucking cool. They look so cool. Yeah. I I want a jade plant too, but they're poisonous and my cats will destroy and eat them. They will eat them. Yeah. Uh, (laughs) Are Toby Diaperman and Dave based off of anyone in real life? Yes. Sort of, yeah. Oh, 100%. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So Toby Diaperman is just an amalgamation of every shitty dude we've ever met. Yep. Yep. There's a little bit of Toby Diaperman in every man. And and all of us on the planet, really. Yeah. And Dave is largely based on uh, just like my my dream scenario with any straight male. Right. Uh, where, but, the, where they are accommodating and quiet and nice. Right. <laughs> and it's also based on like some things that my best friend Andy has actually said. Like he's so like emotionally capable. And like I think I've directly quoted him as Dave before. That's fucking awesome. Yeah, he's like the best. Dave. Dave and uh, my partner have some parallels. Like sometimes, too, yeah. yeah. Sometimes John will say things like, "Hey, um, why don't you go play video games and I'll pour you some wine and cook dinner." And yeah. I'm like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> We've been together a long time, so like that that thing shouldn't surprise me. But every single time, I'm like, you didn't say that. Like sometimes it's just so unspeakably thoughtful. Yeah, it's yeah. like shut up. Like one time I got back to, we we were at a, the same hotel room for a show we were both working and I got back into the room and he had gotten me like bath salts, not the drug, but the actual bath salts, chocolate and a bottle of wine and, and like already and like set up the hotel bathroom for me. Yes. And he's, and he's like, I'll be back in two hours. Oh, <laughs> you know? beautiful. I know. Here, you take this time. Yeah. That's fucking awesome. It's pretty great. Speaking of saying nice things about people, Jen. Yes. Let's say uh, say something nice about the other podcaster that you haven't said on air before. Never said on air. That's hard because we 
We always say the thing. Yeah, we always say it. If we yeah. think the nice thing, we say it, usually into a microphone or screaming across a room. Okay, I got one. And I don't know if I can articulate it without... This could take me a couple seconds to articulate, so let me think about it. Do you it. want some time? Because I can, I can start. No, I'm ready. Okay. Okay, so... <laughs> Um, one thing that I super love and really appreciate about you is that if something, if there's like, if I feel like I miscommunicated something to you over text or email, or if I feel like, oh, I should have been nicer about that, or I hope Trin doesn't think I was trying to be impolite. I know I don't feel like that fear, awkward tension. I think even if I misspoke, Trin loves me and understands. I and, do. Yeah. Like Trin knows what it's like to have an off day. Like you are so understanding that it's like. It makes me want to be a better friend. Thank you, Jen. Oh, Trin's like all scrunched up now. Oh, mine is so, is not as good, and I'm mad. But I'm gonna say the one anyway. Say it. And I'm like, and if I've said this before, I'm, I'll think of a new one. But I think that you have consistently figured out your own style over time in a way that, like, a very consistent way. Oh, I like yeah. this. Like, I feel like you've always like personal style. Yeah, okay. yeah. Like, I think you've grown into your. You've never made a bad like style move. I think you're always like moving forward and like you're always changing a little bit. Yeah. And you oh, can, I love you for saying that. It's true. You you can rock a professional look, and you also can rock like your own personal looks. And I think that you um, it, it's as though you have studied. Thank you. Watch a lot of Project Runway. You do love that. Today Project I'm wearing Runway. my first turtleneck. How's it feeling? Uh, warm. Warm. That's warm. good. When I bought the turtleneck, my mom said, didn't know you wore turtlenecks, which I think is her version of a, you sure you want to wear that? <laughs> I was just like, I do now. What, <laughs> but like, what is the kind of person who wears a turtleneck? <laughs> I know. It, it really opened up my mind to thinking about what is the kind of person? What personality? I mean, I'll be Lots real. I feel pickies. a little dorky in it, but I don't mind that. No, you don't look dorky. You know, honestly, I should wear turtlenecks all of the time because of my fear of vampires. That's exactly right. I should get all turtleneck pajamas. <laughs> so it'd be really warm. It would be really good. And footy pajamas, so no no monsters crawl up into your bed. Exactly. Yeah. So I guess what we determined is that there are two kinds of people who wear turtlenecks. One is sluts because of the hickeys. <laughs> it's not at all what I was expecting. And two is uh, total weebuses like me who are afraid of vampires. Yeah, total weebuses. So if you see somebody with a turtleneck... Say something. Say something. (laughs) (laughs) Um, All right, let's do one one last question. Yes. Do you envision yourselves working on other projects together? No. I mean, I'm Mm. done. I think I'm done (laughs) after this episode. (laughs) Well, Uh, we are. We are. We are already. We've got some... Some, what's the phrase, Trin? Irons in the fire. Irons in the fire. I did not think that's what it was for some reason, but that is what it yeah, is. That's yeah, that's what it is. We got some irons in the fire. We have this podcast. Yeah, we still do this. It's every week. Every single week. Um, we are trying to write a book. Yeah. And also, like, I, I do feel like there is some other project on the horizon from the two, for the two of us together that we just haven't thought of yet. I know. There's something, there's something like, just out of dangling, like, in my peripherally right now. Like, yeah. that would be a good project for us. Like, I feel like we're going to do something we haven't done before. Because, like, that's what we always keep doing is I, like, I had done podcasts, but I hadn't, like, been a producer of a podcast yeah. before. I never ran a Kickstarter before I was with Jen. I was with Jen. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like I've never really like hungered down and trying to find a publisher for a book before. So I think it's just like whatever the next weird chapter is. Like, I mean, let's make a brainstorm. Yeah. I mean, I've always wanted to do more postcards. 
but I don't want to do another Kickstarter. I don't. Yeah, so I, much work. It's a lot of work for for somebody whose goal is not to be a postcard creator. It exactly. Is a lot of work. Yeah. Exactly. Right. That is exactly correct. Right. It was totally. It was like I'm so glad we did that. Hundred percent. Learned so much. But I definitely thought I'd be hungry for another Kickstarter after like six months. <laughs> no, not so much. Quite. Yeah. Like we have. I never had an online store. Before us. We do. Yeah, it we works have sometimes, too. Sometimes people buy things. Yeah, that's weird. But yeah, uh, if you have any ideas for our next project, please email us at friendshippingpodcast Soliciting at suggestions, yeah. Yeah, if you have any excellent business advice, please use the subject line business advice, and we will fold, put it away in our filing folder. And we will definitely not ignore it. This has been Friendshipping with Jen and Trin. Uh, if you would like to email us, you, I mean, like, it's the same email address that I mentioned before, friendshippingpodcast at gmail.com. But send us, like, our, your uh, advice question. Send us send us things. If you'd like to buy our garbage, you can at the friendshippingstore.com. If you'd like to follow us on Twitter, you can at Do Friendship. Thank you to Ian Parman for editing, to Lauren Gallagher for designing, to Molly Lewis for singing, and to Alex Cox, our podfather and audio daddy, and to you people for listening. You're welcome for talking. View friendship at the problem. Like there, this? I there kinda, she I is. have a couple sniffles, so yeah. everyone's going to enjoy those. Nom, nom. Mucus. <laughs>